Welcome, Nerds with Mike's fans. Uh, you're listening to episode 132. I'm Travis. I'm Justin. And uh, we have a jam-packed show for you tonight, so we're going to be covering a, a few things. Uh, Justin obviously wasn't here uh, last week. Justin, I uh, hope you're feeling better. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, but we're going to get into the a continued discussion around... Um, we're going to talk about Tears of the Kingdom, some impressions, because uh, we want to hear what you have to say, because we talked about it last week. Um, but we're also going to talk into... Uh, we're going to dive kind of off of that into... You know, is it possible for game maps or just games in general to be too big and does size matter? Uh, and then we're going to talk about, um, then we're going to get into what we want to see from Sony's upcoming state of play, which I do believe is on the 24th. Wednesday, um, whatever day that is. Yeah. 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 But before we get into any of that, I just want to know what have you been up to? Well, uh, first of all, I want to say thanks to Maxwell for uh, stepping in last week. Hopefully, we'll have him join us again uh, on a day that I can be here. Uh, I watched the episode. As, as you know, you're getting text messages, not comments from me because it wouldn't let me comment. Um, but uh, thank you for stepping in. And like I said, I hope, hope you come back. Um, I'm going to start from last week's episode and all the the whole hour and a half episode, I'm going to just touch on. You know, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, that would be something else, wouldn't it? Um so I've been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this game. I'll save them for later on in the show because we're going to get to that. Um, I've been playing For the King. Uh, if anyone is familiar with that, I've been playing with my friend Connor and Logan. Uh, we started up a campaign last week. It's an every Wednesday night thing. Um, have you played For the King before? No, but it sounds cool. You would love it. So is it's it like D&D. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, the new one actually comes out, I believe, later this year. Um and it's only like twenty bucks. I think right now it's on sale for seven on Steam. So I highly recommend it. If Is it similar it. to like Divinity almost? No, no. It's more. It's closer to D and D than it is Divinity. Oh, um, okay. It's it's very much presented like a tabletop, and you have so many moves that you move, um, and things pop up. Like instead of having a game game master or dungeon master, the game will throw these things at you uh, on its own uh, through RNG. So, okay. Um, Highly recommend if you get the seven dollar one. I'm not like a sponsor. I just I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> if you get the seven dollar one on Steam right now, it actually comes with a bunch of expansions. Um, like the one we're doing right now takes place on the on the sea, so there's a kraken involved as well. So um, it's it's pretty cool. Highly recommend it. Um, Watch the Dungeons and Dra- Dungeons and Dragons movie uh, the other night, and I'm gonna be honest, I I couldn't get into it. Oh, no, I was afraid you were going to say that. Yeah, I mean, I felt like it didn't really know what it wanted to be. I felt like it had an identity crisis. It didn't know if it wanted to be a comedy, a fantasy, or an action movie. And too often it would go on spurts where it was one of each one, but it rarely all three at the same time. I thought it was cast perfectly, and I enjoyed it, but like, I just couldn't really get into it. Um, we do have a comment here from Justin, longtime listener, first time caller. No, um, uh, he says, "Good afternoon to us. Good afternoon to you, sir." Um, I also went on a little guys' weekend uh, a couple weeks ago uh, with with my boys, uh, Chatty Cakes, Logan, and Corey. <laughs> I haven't heard Chatty Cakes. Chad forever. Cakes, attorney at law, um, and we we went to this pizza place in Cincinnati and. I'm telling you, I think we ordered everything on the menu. Um, 
uh, Justin says I'm crazy is a great movie. I, I, I liked it. I just couldn't get into it. I, I, I do apologize. I, it wasn't in my top 10 list for the year, but it was okay. Um, but we ordered everything off the menu. I, I left there thinking, you know, like when like a whale washes up on shore and they gotta be careful cause it might just explode. Yeah. I was the whale. Like I was on the verge of just exploding. Um, but then we went and we made bourbon at uh brain brew in, uh, well, it's near uh, Cincinnati, uh, in Northern Kentucky, somewhere up there. Um, but yeah, we did that chat. Chad cakes is having a, a baby soon. Chad cakes jr. So we went up there to celebrate him, uh, and, and that new little baby that he's going to have. So it was a good time, uh, for all had you not moved to Atlanta, you would have joined us. I just, listen, I'm all about, yeah, I know. And I'm all about trying to do a Brazilian steakhouse. Dude. Yeah. That's actually what we we're going to do, but they all closed down up there. Oh, for real? Yeah, there's an Argentinian restaurant that I think we considered at one point. But honestly, the pizza and beer and the and the wings and the uh, deep fried green beans <laughs> were delicious. So, um, you ever had a deep fried green bean? I can't say that I have. No, <laughs> life changing. Yeah, life, yes, life changing. Uh, but that I believe is all that I've been up to. What about you? Uh, so for me, uh, and and I'll save two of the things for for you and I both to discuss. Uh, so Travis, your plant looks a bit pixelated. Yeah. <laughs> My virtual background. I assume that's what you're referring to. Yeah, that's a comment uh, from trash by games. Oh yeah. Hello. I think that's uh Terry's sister. Okay. Is uh, sister-in-law. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so for me, I uh, have played a little bit more of tears of the kingdom, but not nearly as much as you. Um, I actually uh, finished a show called um, Big Door Prize, uh, which is um, it's an Apple TV Plus show. I don't know if you've started it yet, Justin, or not. But uh, what's cool about Big Door Prize is it's kind of got this. You would like it because it's like throughout the whole show, there's like this mystery of like how this machine like showed up and how it knows what your life's potential is. And people start like buying into it and stuff it's 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 a really interesting show the season finale just happened it was really good i, I won't say anything for spoiling it um but uh also started jack ryan season three um and then also i had played a snippet of it like about a month or two ago um but recently just dove into hi-fi rush uh which is kind of like it, it i think we i mentioned it last week but um it's uh, it's from Bethesda Studios, one of the studios that they own, um, the same the same studio that did uh, the Evil Within, and uh, well, it, it's honestly it might be top one or two game of the years for me so far. It's super what? polished. Yeah, it's it's really good, man. Are, uh, you convinced me to give it a download, man. It's yeah, on PC, I mean, right? Uh, yeah, it's actually on Game Pass. Um, they and it was a shadow drop too. Like nobody really knew it was coming. They were like, "Bam, here it is." Uh, but it's like a rhythm-based fighting game, like a hack and slash, but super fleshed out. Lots of different combos, lots of special moves, super unique gameplay. Like as you're going through the levels, the environment is reacting based on what the music is that's playing on the stage. So you'll see like things moving in the same rhythm of what the music is as you're going through, whether it's like plants or pictures on the wall, maybe sway into everything is in sync with the music. It's just super interesting. Um, but how they balance it, like if you're not really good at rhythm games, they don't punish you for doing so. You know what I mean? So one of the cool things is, is just like, 
it's honestly just super well thought out, super over the top action. The voice acting is great. The cast of the game is great. Um, but uh, I will probably beat that by the time we stream next week. Uh, I think I only have like one or two more bosses left and I'll be done with it. And then after that, I'm going to go back to Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, but other than that, um, go ahead. Oh, we, we do have a comment here. I don't know if it's trash buy games or trash be games. So if you want to put the it's, phonetic spelling in the comments. It's, it's trash be games, I think. Trash be games. Uh, uh, they say, uh, I'm not related to that loser, uh, referring to Terry uh, a few moments ago. You better add that <laughs> quote in law. Uh, our apologies. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that because I don't want to offend Terry. <laughs> yeah, well. I was going to be mean, but he's not here to defend himself. So No, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't necessarily <laughs> call him out if he's not here. I know. Yeah. It's not as fun. It's just bullying at that point. Yeah. it's, a, except, it's a, for, just, except for Trash, trash B Games. They can do it. Yeah. Because they're her the name, law. Her name is Taylor, and I guess she. Uh, that's just her nickname. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Trash Panda. I'm not real sure. on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but other than that, uh, I'm trying to think if I've been up to anything. So I watched Ted Lasso, obviously watched uh, the latest episode of Barry uh, last night. Um, so before we get into our topics, we can we can uh, we can talk about those. But before we do so, I'm going to go ahead and throw up a spoiler warning yeah. um, Big time. for our yeah, yeah. For audio listeners only, you probably want to jump ahead maybe three, four minutes. Um, but uh, the banner will go away, obviously, uh, for our video list, uh, video watchers uh, when spoilers are over. But uh, which one do you want to get into first? Uh, let's do Ted Lasso first. Okay. All, All right. right. Go ahead and start. You start. Where are they going with this? <laughs> yes. that's So <laughs> we don't know yet if it's truly the final season. Uh, the cast is signed on for three seasons. The cast is kind of implied that it's going to be three seasons, but Apple has made no mention whatsoever that this is a three season show. Um, and I've noticed as well as a lot of people in the world that Ted is becoming a secondary character. Yeah. Um, the show, in my opinion, so does the show need to go, go beyond three seasons? I don't know. Could it? Absolutely. Without him even, um, so they, they've done a good job at building all of these characters up to where it's like, a, think about like the office, right? Like you had, you know, Jim, Pam, Dwight, Michael, but then you had these awesome side characters. You had Andy, Aaron, you had uh, Oscar and Phyllis and Angela. You had all these great side characters. They've done that. They've created a great ensemble cast of characters that I care about. So could they continue this story uh, under a new name, even just call it AFC Richmond or, uh, something related yeah they absolutely could will they and should they that's a different question yeah and that's the thing it's like the further the season goes on uh the more i'm sold on the fact that these characters can stand on their own without ted uh and i think the thing is we're starting to see ted's dna kind of woven throughout the show more so and into these individual characters of how Ted's influenced them. And you start to see some traits come out that maybe you would have only expected to see from Ted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I also don't know how I feel about what they're doing with Nate's character. I do hate that I'm caring about him again as a character. You know what I mean? Because after, after what happened in the previous season, I feel like, I don't want to like him as a character now, but this last episode made it really hard to not care about him as a character anymore. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, they've, the whole season, I felt like they've 
even when he was like a jerk, like in the first episode, I feel like they still added a little bit of sympathy to him. Like he's still the, I'm going to say this, it's going to sound horribly mean. He's still this tiny man that's insecure. Yeah. Like he's always been that, you know? So I still got, like, I still felt bad for him even when he had everything, you know? Does that make sense? It does make sense. I, uh, yeah, I just, I guess I'm not there with you. I can't really agree in that regard. But as the seasons progressed, it's it's made me start to care more and more about him, especially in the last episode where you see him almost kind of like going through and writing his wrongs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am kind of curious for, because we also saw like, because very beginning of the episode, it's like, oh, Nate's out, right? Like he's out. Um, and then everybody else is like given Nate shit and just making fun fun of the fact that oh karma's come around except Ted. Ted is the only one and you could tell throughout the episode he's like checking his phone, reading news stories and he clearly is like concerned about Nate, right? Yeah. Like um but uh I also like kind of the direction that they're take that the past few episodes has been taking um has been taking Roy right like yeah. we're starting we're starting to see him kind of stand on his own as a character and actually turn into a leader more so like than i thought we would and i could really see like him taking ted's place when he leaves yeah. um i guess my question to you is is do we think that do we think that nate is going to come back i could see it being a, a, a ted and beard both departing and it yeah. being Roy and Nate. Yeah, you want to know you want to know my theory on the biggest PR stunt they could pull if they wanted to. Go for it. When this show airs or when the show ends, the book that Trent's been working on releases. Oh, that'd be cool. They did something similar with Severance with the yeah, the the book on the Apple Bookstore. Yeah, but uh, the, but the thing is, is they didn't. They, nobody was actively working on a book. I just think that would be true. Really kind of almost breaking the fourth wall, kind of where the book is released that we see him working on in the third season. I think would be really cool. I think that would um, be great. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm. We got what two episodes left? I think so, man. I yeah. I I love the show, um, and I'm just gonna say it. I do think it's a tad overrated, but I still absolutely love the show and I adore the characters. I love the writing. I don't want to see it go away, uh, but I also just don't want them to milk it for the sake of milking it. If you have a good story to tell, tell it. Yeah. So yeah. No, I agree. Now let's get into Barry. Uh, once again, <laughs> spoilers uh, probably for the next two minutes, Big but. Time. That uh, that episode, man, man, does Bill Hader know how to write and also how does he direct the show as well? He direct he all of this season he's directed every episode. Yeah, man, just like the opening beat and that whole like is what he's seeing actual reality and he doesn't even know, and just yeah. like you know it's it's just so good and I honestly didn't expect to see, um, shoot Harry Winkler's character. Henry Winkler, Gene Cousineau. Yeah, Gene Cousineau. I didn't expect his whole mission to flip that quick when really the real actors came knocking at the door. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that just goes to show that like he's he 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 isn't the person we thought he was changing into be. You know, he came back from this whole like 
mission and walkabout in life, right? And comes back and he's like, oh, like, don't make this, you know, and now, but hey, you, you get, uh, you get, um, oh boy, to come out of retirement to play him then. <laughs> You know, that was so funny. That whole that so I had a feeling that was all gonna be pieced together. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I I didn't criticize season three for not being funny because I thought it was great. I thought the serious tone seeing a show go from a comedy, a dark comedy to a straight up drama like it did in season three. I enjoyed that. This season's definitely brought the humor back. Oh my gosh. Are you no ho Hank right now? Yeah. I'm no ho Hank. <laughs> with Crystal Ball. Um this season definitely has brought back the comedy, um, which is, oh my gosh, I can't take you serious. All right. Sorry. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> it's brought back the comedy, which has been uh, welcome. The whole part where Noho Hanks opening up the heads, the boxes, and he's like, why am I still he opening just keeps these? Opening them. And then he's like, still a Fox. <laughs> like it was so funny. The whole, like the last several episodes have been darkly hilarious. Um, yes. And I just, I'm really enjoying the show. I'm really savoring it because this is a show from the moment it started wasted no time. It's been a neat 30 minutes. You know, if anyone else tried to make this show, I think they'd make it an hour. Do I want more? Yes. But there's just been no wasting time. There's no fluff. Everything yeah. has a purpose and the, it just keeps moving. It moves at such a, a pace that like, you just don't really see it. The pacing, this is going to be a weird comparison. The pacing reminds me of Infinity War. That yeah. movie did not feel like three hours, and this show doesn't feel like it should be ending next week. Yeah, so. and that's the thing. It's like I know those shows are typically like only thirty minutes, and like I'm in it, and I'm constantly checking to see how much time is left in the episode because I know when we get to the last five minutes or last three minutes, that's when stuff's going to go down. Yeah, typically. Um, but I think this show, and this might be a hot take, but I think this show is probably one of the best shows that is a drama that knows when comedy works. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think there's ever been a part where comedy has been placed into it. And I'm just like, that's just a bad place for that. You know what I mean? It's just always done in a way where I find myself laughing, even though what I just saw, like, like two seconds before I was in shock and all, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, it just, it just cracks me up on uh, that this last episode where they're like sitting on the couch and like um, the Raven is telling his new wife and daughter like <laughs> what they just witnessed and just like and then everybody is trying to come up with ideas to help that not be an issue going forward. And then they're like, yeah. oh, just put on the Fast and Furious movies or take them out to dinner. I'm just like this. This is just and they let and the thing is, is right when you think a bit is like, oh, it's just going to be here and gone like they sit in it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. they just sit in it. And I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but I, uh, let's talk about predictions real quick. So what do you, <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen on the finale? I, I, I almost wonder if everybody's going to die and the only person that's going to be alive is his son. I kind of have a feeling that everyone's going to die as well with the exception of one character and that character being Fuchs and his son, of course. Do you remember in the first episode? What's that? Because he's like a cockroach and he can't die. He is. But if you recall in the first episode, first or second episode when Barry is in prison and he has that, he sees himself as a young boy in the desert, isolated, and Fuchs comes up to him and like kind of grooms him right there. Yeah. I wonder if maybe that wasn't Barry he was talking to. Maybe that was John. 
do you think maybe it will start to cycle all over again? Essentially, I think it could. And, and he'll it could like, be talking about like the cycle of violence, essentially. Kinda, and he'll be because Barry has constantly tried to get out of this life, right? And something always happens where it just doesn't work out for him. He's tried for three and a half, four seasons now to get away from this life, and he can't. And I think that's even going to bleed down to his son John. And I think that we could see, and this would be like the most tragic ending too, in my opinion, is John living but having Fuchs as a father figure, um, because he's going to end up just like Barry. Yeah. 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 That's true. And it would kind of remind me of almost like, almost like a Dexter esque type ending. You know yeah, what I mean? But good, but good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, Ray Stevenson it, died today. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. He was a Dexter villain one season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And plus I think that gives them the ability to have, to leave it open if they wanted to do a spinoff with maybe a time jump forward or something like that, where, yeah. you know what I mean? Have Bill Hader uh, play John. <laughs> I wish bro. <laughs> I wish. Um, but no. And I think the thing is too, is like you, you already see like the things that's happening in that show starting to affect John. Like he's standing in the front yard and he's like, what is happening? Like you yeah. can tell it, he is not well because he is, I mean, he's literally been sheltered his entire life. And now all these things are starting to unfold at a rapid pace in front of him. You know what I mean? I just oh, yeah. like, it, it, like at what point does he, does he reach the breaking point? And I think you're right. I think, I think we are though. We're getting the berry that we had at the end of the season where he went in and completely took everybody out in that temple. Well, season two, like, the monastery. Yeah, the monastery. monastery. Barry. Yeah, I think that I think that's what we're about to see. I think, yeah. I think I, he's going to be on a one man mission, but it's going to be a suicide mission. I think so, and I think I mean I think we're going to lose Hank. I mean I could see Sally surviving. Um, I could, maybe not. I mean a lot of the things too also kind of parallel Macbeth. Uh, from yeah. the beginning, they've they've paralleled Macbeth, and I want to say, I should know this, but I want to say Lady Macbeth dies in Macbeth. Um, and she's kind of like experiencing the guilt. I don't know if you're familiar with the play, but um, from taking a life, even though her taking a life was kind of justified. Sally's was, but um, yeah, but they've kind of mirrored Macbeth since the beginning. So I could see, um, I mean, it's going to be a tragic ending. I don't think on Monday when we wake up and get ready for work, we're going to be real happy. No, I think it's I don't either. Be a real solemn day. <laughs> Yeah, I almost wonder too, and, and it's the last thing I'll say, and then we can move forward. Is like, if he's going to use his family, like, no, like Noho Hank is going to basically use his family to get him to kill Fuchs, but it's going to go poorly on all in all aspects. I think yeah. it. We're going to start to see all these separate stories that have been happening all collide at once. I think is what's going to happen. But I tell you, I want. Um, I can't remember his name, but the the guy that captured Barry at the end of the last episode, Detective Jim Moss. Yeah, I I want him taken out for sure. Why? He's like the oh. only good guy on this show. I don't him know, and, man. Uh, him and the son. Jim I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess. But do you think the the authorities actually know that he had Barry in his garage? You think hmm. he gave him that information? No, probably not. All right then. I'm not. <laughs> I do think it was pretty sloppy for him to. Uh, to uh leave him out like that um like with the knife and everything but oh yeah dude yeah yeah and then he passes out it's such a berry thing too he cuts himself and passes out in the kitchen yeah 
My first, my one of my favorite episodes of the entire series is when he has that knockdown, drag out fight with that guy that is like a black belt, and they're just like tearing up the entire house. I was like, this is like one of the best things, man. Yeah. I tell you, got a All comment right. here from Kevin saying Justin, to which I say <laughs> Kevin. Hey Kevin, how you doing? <laughs> I wish I what had the, the uh, Kevin the the uh, from Home Alone. Now Kevin's yeah, a guy yeah. he's, he's a good guy, a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for you stopping know, by. You know yeah, King's Daughters, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. KDMC. Um, KDMC. All right. Well, let's we're done with spoilers. So let's go ahead and oh, yeah. get into uh we're gonna get into more impressions on Legends of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. If you don't want spoilers, you probably also want to stay out of this one. I'm not gonna actually I'm not going to actually talk. I'm going to let Justin do the, the the first part of this, and then I'm going to take the latter half and lead into our next topic. So you jumped over to... Lego Drive 2K. Oh, quick. I want to touch on that yeah, real yeah. quick. So yeah, last yeah. week, last week, I'm just um, back to what you've been up to. Go ahead. <laughs> well, this is under notable news. Uh, if you see our notes, it's broken down. It's really nice and organized. Uh, Travis does a good job with these. Uh, he does you do a great job. You do. What are you? What are you shaking your head no for? Um, right, go ahead. Uh, last week, uh, Lego and 2K released Lego Drive 2K, and I oh, Tangy Travis and Juicy Justin. I am both intrigued and scared, <laughs> but I love it. That was a comment, by the way. I'm, I, I was bad. I should have said that's a comment. You used to do that. Um, anyway, Lego Drive 2K came out, and it is a ton of fun. Um, I do believe the price tag is 70 bucks. Don't quote me on that. We received a copy from 2K. Um, thank you, 2K. Thank you, 2K. Uh, it's it's the best. Um, and I've been playing it. I'm still working on my review. Uh, but this game is a ton of fun. It is a combination of Lego games, Forza Horizon games, Mario Kart, and I'm going to say it. Mod Nation Racers. Remember that game, Travis? Oh, man. Yeah. I was going to actually ask you about that because when you, I watched that little snippet that you were playing mm-hmm. and I, I definitely got those vibes. Now, you did say Mario Kart. Does that mean that you can actually get weapons in the game? You can. It's 100%. So when you're out in the world, right, it's just like Forza Horizon. You can go to the map. Now, there's different regions and there is a loading screen between regions. That's fine. Um, but then when you go to like a race checkpoint like you would in Forza Horizon, it turns strictly into like a cart track racer, right? And there's power-ups and there's different things you can pick up. And they're really neat and they look great visually. Like the rockets that explode look great. I mean, this is going to sound crazy. This game looks and feels like a next-gen game. I'm not even joking. Like you're laughing, but okay. I'm not joking. They did a really good job with it. Like I went in with like little to no expectations and my expectations have been met and probably exceeded. Um, okay. Now, I mentioned Mod Nation Racers as well. Um, if you don't remember that game, it's from like the 2000s on the PS3, I think. And um, it was a kart racer where you could um, basically customize your car and racer to, to look or resemble anything. And people would often create a lot of pop culture related things, right? Okay. This one, it, you can do that. Not your racer so much, but your car. And um, But you're, off, you're obviously restricted to Lego bricks. Um, and like, I've been making the Batmobile. I'm going to start working on some bond cars. Um, you can make whatever you want, as long as you can make it happen with Legos. Now I would say if you were really interested, you could probably find a Lego instruction manual, um, for a car Lego set and probably recreate that car in the game. Okay. So Very cool. cool. I, yeah. 
are now I, and you may I'll be honest I was looking at something for a second that that is show related but the only thing that I was going to ask you and you may have already touched on it, if you did I apologize uh so one of the great things I like about Forza Horizon is the store that you can go and download like custom paint schemes and things like that in this game can you download people's created cars I think you can, but don't quote me on that. I know okay. that there's a garage. I need to dive in more into some of these features. Um, and like I said, my review's still in progress. I'm not done yet, but um, uh, I'm not entirely sure. I know the Lego games are somewhat restrictive when it comes to online functionality, so I don't want to give a yes okay. or no at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and that's one thing that they've not really done a lot of because they want kids to stay off the internet because <laughs> there's creeps out there. There are. But I, I plan on playing it. Uh, oh, you pointing at me, bro? Thanks. No. One more point to my mic by accident because I don't know direction. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I definitely plan on playing it. I, I need to download it. I, I'll probably do that tonight. I've just really been trying to get through. One of these habits that I've been trying to break that I've had for the past several years in gaming, and now that we're like back into podcasting and I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be a more responsible gamer, so I'm trying to like finish one game before moving to the other because what happens is I play – all these games at once and guess what none of them not finished because i'm just i spread myself too thin so now i'm just you know and i've already i've beat since the beginning of january i've actually beat five or six games which is more than like i did all last year so i'm doing better but i definitely will download that i also feel like that's a good just game if you can jump in for a few minutes and play and then jump out you know what i mean oh yeah but uh but yeah anything any more notable news before we move on no okay all right. Well, um, so like I said, last week we talked about our, our our impressions for Tears of the Kingdom. However, Justin wasn't here to be a part of that conversation. So we want him to obviously come and tell us what he thinks because him and I actually have varying opinions. Uh, we do. But, but to be fair, he's also played a lot more than I have. So that may change come next week. Uh, however, what are some of your uh, impressions uh, of the game so far. You okay. Have, I want to preface yeah. this by referencing my top five list from last week where Ocarina of Time is my number one game, right? And Wind Waker is my number two. Um, I'm really a fan of the traditional style Legend of Zelda game where it's not necessarily linear, but it like it's open world, but there's like an order of operations of how you should do things. When Breath of the Wild came out, I was very underwhelmed. And if you noticed last week, that game was not in my top five Zelda game list. Um, that's intentional. I don't think it's a top five Zelda game. So Tears of the Kingdom, I was actually pretty lukewarm on um, when I found out it was going to be a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, I I was knew I was going to get it. It's my favorite game series of all time. Um, Ocarina of Time is my favorite game of all time. So I knew I was going to get this game, but I wasn't super jazzed about it being essentially a Breath of the Wild clone. Um, then they showed off that gameplay trailer a month or so ago with Fuse and Ascend and all these new features. And, you know, my ears perked up a little bit and I picked up the game and I'm not kidding when I say I have not put it down. Um, I'm going to have a hot take right here. I, I'm i not done with the game. I've only completed one temple and probably hours and hours. I probably have 20 hours in this game so far. Um, what are you doing? Uh, my bad. I was trying to put you in the, I was trying to make you the bigger picture and I completely failed. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, I think it's whoever's on the left. Um, okay. But uh, I, this is a hot take coming in. Spicy hot take. Ready? I think that this game 
might not only be the best Legend of Zelda game, it might be the best game ever made. I mean that. This game not only has incredible gameplay, an incredible story, a world that is so deep, literally, uh, and just abilities. I mean, you can do anything. You can almost do anything imaginable in this game, right? It just it blows my mind that we have a game with so much freedom uh, with, that has a narrative. Yeah, I can go play Minecraft and create stuff or, you know, whatever. But like uh, there's a, a, a rich story with this one. Um, I am in love with this game. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I think it's perfect. I think it absolutely has earned every positive review it has been given. Um, I think it has set the bar for games going forward. Wow. Yeah, okay. I have very high praise for this game. And this is coming from someone who didn't. I mean, I I fully understand and recognize that Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece. And it is a great game. Probably a near perfect one. It just wasn't for me. It broke too far from the Legend of Zelda formula. And while this game <laughs> follows very closely to Breath of the Wild, you can see it pulling back some closer to the classic Zelda games. So it's like a very perfect blend of both. And why are you shaking your head now? Because I feel like it literally is the exact opposite of everything you just said. It's not. <laughs> when you said going back to its original formula, but yet they added things in here that's never been in a Zelda no, no, game no, no, I and it's... It almost breaks the game. Oh, nothing breaks the game. It wouldn't be there. Nothing in this game is broken. If you want, because in the last game, you could go fight Ganon right away. You could just go walk straight into the castle and fight Ganon. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, you only have three hearts, but you could do it. Well, Once I thought people had plateau. to glitch. People had to glitch the game to get there, though. They no, no, I think they just ran in. I don't think that there was a glitch. You can walk right into Hyrule Castle in the first one. Once you got off the Great Plateau. Well, all I know is, and to be fair, I haven't even done my first temple yet. I've done four shrines, right? So I haven't done my first temple yet. So I don't really have a whole lot of value to add to this conversation and i will be updating my impressions as i get to play more of the game hold up you've done what now your first shrine no no, no. i've done four shrines i haven't done i haven't done my first temple yet have you left the sky island yet yeah i just landed there and i went to the first place once hang you on. land hang on i'm gonna mute your mic he's lost his, his ability to speak no i'm just kidding i'm sorry <laughs> wow wow um, that was mean but no like i don't know it just the one feature that I question in the game is merging items with your weapons. I think that is ridiculous. It works well for some of them. Yeah. Like I understand like putting up like a, like a flaming thing on it, like an arrow or like, but attaching a boulder to the end of a sword and it literally looks like a sword with a small boulder on the end. is There's ridiculous. a huge reason for that. Have you not used it yet? Yeah, you can swing and bust open walls you wouldn't normally be able yeah, to get a sledgehammer. to. In an older game, I would have just threw a bomb at it, and that's how I would. That's how you I would do that. Pass it. I mean, you I know I can, and I think that's the thing I need to get out of my mindset is if I really want to just play it like the games that I'm used to, right? Then yeah. I can do that. Yeah, but it's just people are building bridges that are so long they're getting the areas they shouldn't be in yet. I did that just yesterday. <laughs> it's, it's, now I will say it's though, like. 
because you said you said and I see and I never looked into anything about the game when it came out. So I don't really know what exists. So I don't know what I don't know, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so when you told me the other day that you got uh, a joystick, I was like, mm-hmm. what are you I was like, what are you talking about? And then the you're controls, like, yeah, you're like, it allows you to control vehicles. Now, that made my ears perk up because that was my biggest complaint is like I made this thing that looked like a box truck. I'm like, well, all I can do is roll it down a hill. Like, what am I yeah. going to do? Yeah. So, so you're saying you actually will. It, yes. But can you get like an engine where you go like you throttle or you just hit the fans and then you can steer yourself? You basically hit the fans or the rockets if you add rockets to it. Oh, um, rockets. yeah. You can add rockets to propel yourself. So I actually did one the other day. You know, there's like little floating blocks that you can like manipulate to kind of climb up higher. Yeah. I was on a sky island and there was another sky island really far away and I couldn't get to it. But there was one of those floating things and a few rockets and controls. And I strapped every rocket I could find to that thing, added the controls to it, slapped them, and that took off flying. And I, like, steered it over to it. Now, you only have so much battery. There's not necessarily a, you know, a break or anything like that from what I can tell. If there is, I haven't been doing that. Wouldn't you just <laughs> hit the, wouldn't you just hit the, wouldn't you just hit the fans or whatever it is? Yeah, you could, them? but you have to, like, disengage from uh, the controls and hit yeah, them. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I crashed into the Sky Island I was going to anyway, so it stopped for me. But, um so just you that flew kind of the, from the ground up is what you flew to. I was already on an island, so I was going straight. Now uh, I could add the rockets like that to propel up. I actually did do that. Um, to, so this is actually funny. Um, I did one where I had to grab. You haven't done this yet, but there's a shrine where there's like a on a sky island where there's like a giant green crystal on a different one, and you have to go get it and bring it back. And typically that involves you jumping from the first island down, so there's no way up. This one had a floating thing. I put the rockets on, shot straight up. Then I took the rockets off, put them to the side, went forward, and got there. You know, I did read something that was kind of cool that I want to try. Um, and you may have already did this, or you may have not have thought of it. Because that is the will, the one thing I will say it's cool about this game is people are like finding things like just by trying, and then they're like, yeah. oh. And somebody said, when you realize that you can use the reverse feature from falling debris from the sky and ri- and ride it up using the reverse feature, I'm like, that's clever. Yeah, I got into Hyrule Castle doing that. Oh, did you? Got my armor. There's an armor set in there. Your, your old Breath of the Wild armor is in there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, I don't have to play it now. My bad. Yeah. But uh, well, what else you got on this game? I just, I think, it, I mean... I've done one temple, the wind temple. The fight for the wind temple was awesome. Um, I will say, so, okay, I'm going to say one more thing. The wind, once you actually get to the wind temple, I felt it was a little easy, okay? Getting to the wind temple, though, was a challenge in and of itself. It took me an hour to get to it. Okay. Because you're doing this whole Like platforming thing, up? Basically, up into the clouds from the ground, essentially, so it takes a long time, and there's enemies. And at one point, I got hit and knocked off and died, and I had to start over. Oh. Uh, there, there are a couple of shrines up there, so I do. I, this is a game where I've really started to like. Anytime I feel like I got somewhere that's a milestone, I save it. I'm like, no, not getting knocked off of the sky. That is here. that is one nice thing is you do you can save at any point in time, which yes. I think is pretty cool. That's yeah. something that they've always been good about. I did this one thing the other day where. Um, no spoilers, but there was people talking about a voice that they could hear. And I went through the tunnel 
and I saw the marker for the quest, right? But on the other yeah. side, I saw a, a, a block of boulders. So I decided to forget the quest. I took the boulders out and kept going. It led me down this two-hour trail of me just exploring and getting gear. Underground? And fight- yes, and fighting monsters and bosses. There's a boss down there. Um, and I left with all this armor and and like weapons and, and arrows, which I was very arrow poor at the time. Um, <laughs> and bomb flowers. I didn't have any of those. I'm now fully stocked. Um, but it, it was like two hours of me just exploring. I started this like at 11 o'clock. I usually go to bed at 11. I didn't go to bed after one because I was like, yeah. I can't stop. I'm fully invested in this. And it turns out the quest marker, it was just all to do was talk, interact yeah. with that thing, and it was done. <laughs> I do. I do have to ask though, uh, have you end up, have you got to play it handheld yet? I was curious yeah. if you tried out those new controllers. Uh, yeah, I love them. Solid recommendation, by the way. Okay, good. Yeah. Now, yeah. Did you go with the compact or the regular? No, you did the regular, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the pro right there. Yeah. The yeah. split pad pro. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm yeah. glad you liked them. I'll tell you one thing I didn't think that I would realize that I would like about that controller in Breath of the Wild are the programmable buttons on the back. Because being able to have like one like sprint and then the other one do something else like is uh, is really nice feature. So, but anyways, all right. Anything else to add before we move on? Um, I just love this game. <laughs> it's just all right. so good. So, it, would you say out, out of the games you played this year, this is obviously number one so far, right? It's <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it might be number one of all time. Okay, all we'll right. see. Well, I want to beat it first. Uh, Ocarina of Time was like my first like game that like I played in my youth that like felt like a grown up game and like I beat yeah. on my own, you know? So yeah, yeah. That game is special nostalgic wise, I guess. But um, this one, man, this one's good, but you did, did you right. prayer hands or something. Yeah. It's like, thank you. The, the Ocarina of time. Yeah. 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 I uh, can't believe it wasn't wind waker for you. What a bastard. I love wind waker, but Ocarina is my first man. Yeah. Well, you always tend to love your first the most, right? <laughs> I was really hoping you spit that water everywhere. I was going to go to a mom joke, but I've matured since I started playing yeah, yeah. the Kingdom. So well, speaking of, speaking of mom, this is a great place to pivot. Dust size matter. <laughs> Got your ass. Um, no, you did, you did. So I wanted to refer to, um, so what I wanted to talk about is one of, the, one of the struggles that I have with Breath of the Wild, but I managed to power through, but it, I have it even worse with this game, and I've had it this problem with other games in the past, like... Uh, the, the newer Assassin's Creed games are oh, so That's the vast. one that comes to mind, Valhalla. Um, yeah, so so like, does size matter? And what that means is like, is it possible for games to be too big? Is it possible for games to be too small? Is it possible for maybe not even the, the, the environment to be too big, but there's just too much content packed in right out of the gate that you just, you just get like disoriented by everything that the game's throwing at you, right? So I do want to refer to a poll that I put up uh, on Facebook and Instagram. So I put up, is it possible for a video game to be too large? 83% of people voted yes. Um, and then there was uh, 17% of people that said it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Not even no, but it just straight up doesn't matter. I so, think I clicked that one. Oh, of course that would have been you. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting. So you know, I, I read an article that I posted on our website. For those of you that didn't know we have a website, yeah, if you go to nerdsofmikes.com, you can check it there. I just wrote an article on it. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Justin says, mom jokes will never go out of style, and I tend to agree with him. Yep, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. Um, 
But uh, so it begs the question, does size matter? So I uh, wanted to get into this conversation uh, with Justin and, um, you know, really, I when I think about some of the largest maps, right? So Final Fantasy 15 comes to mind. Um, remember Test Drive Unlimited 2, that game was huge as well. It was like 600 miles of actual, uh, you know, it, it took two hours to drive around the whole island. It's, it's crazy. Um, Ghost Recon, uh, you know, the newest like Wildlands, right? That game is massive. The Assassin's Creed games are where I struggle with it the most. But really, I just wanted to like center really around like five areas. Uh, and we don't want to spend a ton of time on on each of these areas. But like, so map size, right? So for instance, with Tears of the Kingdom, you obviously start off in the sky, kind of like Skyward Sword. And I thought, hey, this is cool. This is different. This is where the game's going to take place. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, the challenge is going to be getting from island to island in the sky. And then I finished three shrines, and then I skydived to Hyrule, and now I just have all of Breath of the Wild's map. And you and have thought, all the other islands. Yeah, and all the other islands. And then Justin informs me, oh, wait, there's also underground as well. And it's the full <laughs> size of the map. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> yeah. why? Why not? Um, and 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 I get it. I think we went, I think we went through a period right where it felt like when we got games that they weren't finished, and it was all about DLC coming out to really make us feel like we purchased a full game, right? And now I feel like I have the exact opposite problem. <laughs> I feel like with these games, some of the games, not all games. There is so much content packed into the game, whether it's map size. When I think about Elden Ring, right? Like Elden Ring, huge map, but a lot of it was just empty, right? Um, you know, so I think sometimes a map can be large, but it also depends on how they utilize that space, right? Like if it's just a bunch of empty space and a, just a bunch of filler, right? Like I think um, like Grand Theft Auto, for instance, Grand Theft Auto Five, when it came out, it was a tech marvel, right? Yep. Like, how did they do that, right? Um, but then, when you break it down, a large percentage—a large percentage of it—is just wildlife that you'll spend some time in, but not really at all. When, in all actuality, they could have theoretically made it a little bit smaller, but put more detail either into the buildings or have more buildings that you could actually go in and explore and spend time inside of those buildings, right? So, I think sometimes, like going for size of the map as opposed to where else can they put those resources. I think sometimes I think that could be something it could be better utilized. Um, what's your thoughts just on map size? Did it, are you ever affected by how large a map is? I know that you had said uh, kind of similar things about like the Assassin's Creed games, but what are your thoughts on map size? It honestly depends on the game. So for me personally, GTA five doesn't bother me. I think it's one of the better maps out there. Um, and for GTA five, a lot of like the desert is, I think that's more or less the immersion of it to say that there's the city and there's like the country. Um, but also traversing GTA five is really, really easy. Um, a game like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, that's a huge map, but also my problem with Valhalla is, it's not just that the map is big and there's so much to do, but it's the freaking markers on the map. Like you pull yeah. up the, the map and there's like a billion things. And I don't know what does what, where to go for this or whatever. And it becomes overwhelming. And I'm like, all right, I quit. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, this is just too much. And then you have a game like Legend of Zelda. Uh, this is probably one of the few grabs I will have is that map is huge. There's a lot to do. 
but it's not super easy to traverse. Um, there's hills and you got to climb up them, which plays in, uh, with your stamina bar. Um, there's weather effects. You know, am I too cold? Am I going to freeze to death? Am I going to burn up? Am I going to, you know, burn to death? Um, so like the Zelda game is actually kind of hard to traverse after a while, unless you're just like yeah. prepared for everything. Um, I, I personally map size map size itself doesn't turn me off, but more or less like what Valhalla did where I open up the map and there's just so many things. And I'm like, how do I even start? That's my, thing. yeah. Yeah. And I also think how they utilize the map, not necessarily like the environment, but like, is it a game that has fast travel? Once you unlock certain things like along the way or certain, like maybe towns or checkpoints, like, can you fast travel? Because there's no, is there fast traveling in, in uh, Tears of the Kingdom at all? Every single shrine you go to. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can. I just haven't unlocked that yet. I forgot. That's why, that was in- that's why even if you don't plan on doing the shrine, you want to check in. Yeah. As yeah, long yeah, as you do sure. the little hand thing a year, you're good. You're, you're Gucci main. Yeah, you don't have um, to finish it for it to be fast travel. Yeah, and I also think with the with the map size thing, too, it's like... I, I kind of like what they used to do back in the day with the older Assassin's Creed games where like you were in a city and you had to climb to the high points to reveal more of the map. So you were getting it in smaller chunks as opposed to, bam, here it all is. You're this tiny yeah. dot. Um, but I do also think for me, and, and it also may just be the way my brain works, is when they load up the screen with a ton of icons, like you said, it's hard for me to, to focus on what it is I want to do. Right. Like, I think as long as like the game does a good enough job of here's here's where you go if you want to mainline the story, like here's the route you take. But here's these things sprinkled throughout the way. But sometimes it just some games do it in a way where it just doesn't seem clear what it is you're supposed to do at the time. And is this mission or quest that I'm on part of the main storyline? Is it not? You know what I mean? So it just really depends. Now, as far as in-game content. Uh, this game, and I think the thing is too, with like these Legends of Zelda games, right? I think they know that they are only making these games every five to seven years. So they just try to pack as much content into these games as possible, uh, which I think is fine. Um, but also it makes me wonder, like, would it be better if they like released it over time? Not necessarily the main story per se, like all that should be there. But like, should it be one of those things where, maybe two years they they have a large dlc that comes out because i think about like um the witcher right the witcher 3 yeah the main game had a ton of content but then they came out with dlc that was bigger than the original game like the witcher 3 right like i think about things like that like like the way that the roadmap is for uh game content uh there's some games that just forego that formula and they're just like here it all is right um so I think it also depends on how they're planning on distributing that content or if they're just getting giving it to you right out of the gate. So what do you what do you think on that? Um so for Zelda, I mean historically they just haven't really presented any story DLC. They did do some DLC for Breath of the Wild that got you a um like a motorcycle, I think. Yeah. Um a few other things, but story wise they just don't they don't really do that. Um I mean that doesn't mean they can't. For Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, I just can't really see him bucking that trend. I think they're gonna they're gonna stick with what they've been doing. Um, but I'm I'm okay with it because it does it gives me something to chew on for I mean half a decade if I want to. You know, um, yeah. I can rush through it. I can take my time. At the moment, I'm going pretty quick. Um, 
for me, for my standards. Um, but uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm not really in any rush to finish. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so what I will say is if a game does a good enough job like grabbing the story like right out of the gate, like regardless of how big the environment and how much content's in it, like, like, cause I was thinking about Jedi survivor, right? Like there's a lot of content in that game. I feel like, right. Especially with the hub planet. And as you leave and come back, there's more people like coming into town and each, and a lot of those individuals have side quests. Yeah. But if the story is good enough for me to just be like, I'm just going to run through this. Like, cause what I did with Jedi survivor is like, I'm just going to mainline this. And then if I want to come back and do the extra content, I will. But like the story was so good. I just wanted to keep seeing what happens. Um, and tears of the kingdom is okay so far. I just, I gotta, I'm going to play until I get to the first temple at least, but you know, we'll see. I know I'm the one percenter I'm sure. And I'm sure if I play more of it, I'll like it. I just, I just got mixed feelings about it Keep playing, um, man. tonight right now. So have you been, I mean, without spoilers, ha- are you happy with the story thus far based on where you are? 100%. Okay. Okay. It's up there. All right. Well, but yeah, I think the story plays a big part. Like, like with me, like, especially with like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I just, I couldn't get into the story. I just didn't. The story for me was fine. It was just the overwhelming amount of crap that they packed into it. Like, I don't need to, there doesn't need to be a billion things. I was actually looking on how long to beat.com. So for tears of the kingdom, if you want to beat just the main story, it's 52 hours. If you want to do the main story and side quests, it's 75 and a half hours. If you want to be a completionist and do everything, 192 hours. Wow. If you're talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, to complete just the main story, it's 60 and a half hours. It's longer than Tears of the Kingdom. The main quest plus side quest, it's 95 and a half. That's longer than Tears of the Kingdom. But to be a completionist, it's 141. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have all those Korok seeds in Zelda. Like that factors that in too. There's like yeah. 900 of those. So I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think there's only 900. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you look at games too. Uh, let's see here. Persona 5. Yeah. Uh, that's a beast of a game. That's 97 and a half hours just for the main story. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A lot of those JRPGs are that way. I feel like. Yeah. Persona 5. But then awesome. again. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I'm going to challenge myself to get into is more JRPGs this year. Persona five is a good one to start with. If you haven't. Yeah. Final fantasy 16 comes out soon, right? Uh, yeah. Next month, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize cause I didn't really play 15, but evidently 15 has one of the bigger maps that's ever been made in a game as well. Yeah. Uh, which is, I guess one of the first times doing that. Uh, cause I think about big maps and I also think about like, for me, I don't ever complain about them when it comes with, uh, to MMOs for some reason. But when it comes to non-MMO games that have really large maps and a lot of content, that's where I have the issue for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's because I don't have the time like I used to to sit down and play games. So I feel like sometimes like it's just me whining because I know it's going to take a lot to beat. And I just don't have the bandwidth for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just want those smaller like experiences I can have in smaller chunks. So uh, Also, I uh, wanted to talk about character progressions. So... You know, in regards of like your talent trees, um, you know, uh, as far as like the story, if, it, if it's one of those type of things where every decision you make in the game 
you know, affects the outcome of the game. I think that plays a big role in, you know, in it for me is like, what does that character progression look like? Um, you know, I like, I like the ability to fully flesh out my character. I feel like if I have a lot of content, but I'm in a box as far as what my character is or what my character can do. That's where I have the problem. Cause I'm like, if you have this massive environment and all this game content, but I really can't do anything with my character in a way that's like, that matters. I think it, it, it takes away from that experience for me as well. What about you? Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I like the mass effect game so much is because like decisions you make from game one feel like they have an impact all the way through the series. I mean, you there's, if you haven't, if you're not haven't played Mass Effect yet, I'm sorry, I'm gonna spoil it. Um, in the first <laughs> game, you make a decision where like you are forced to choose between one or two of your teammates to stay behind and die. And if you play it right and keep your game saves, that carries on through all three games. That impact. So, uh, not to mention the one you save is still around. So, um, I like games like that, like the Telltale Walking Dead games, how they have uh, character choices that matter. Uh, the um, uh, David Cage, Quantic, Quantic Dreams, Quantum Dreams, I don't know, like Heavy Rain, Beyond yeah. Two Souls, or something like that. Uh, those have decisions that matter. Um, I love stuff like that. So, yeah, that's very yeah. important. For games like GTA and, and uh, Valhalla and Tears of the Kingdom, it doesn't really matter as much. Uh, you're not really given choices. Um, but, I mean, character progression in general, I feel like, well, Red Dead's a good one. I feel like you really do kind of progress your character in that one quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I know a lot of uh, – uh, there's some JRPGs that play like that. I know my buddy uh, Christian's been playing this series called uh, – tri- uh, I think it's tri- 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 Trails. Yeah, and they're like, they're like truncated experiences. So they'll like be three games that make up like a series, and then they'll have another one. It's like a set of series of games. But like as you complete one and you go into the other, like – people like know what you did from the last game and you interact with people that you interacted with in the previous games. And it just continues it like kind of like mass effect does, which, and I think when they do that and they take the time to really integrate that, where it feels like you're spending a lot of time with these characters over a certain amount of games. I think it really like when you start caring about characters, like in a game and if something happens and they're gone, I think that's how you know it's a good series is based on like, if you're emotionally connected to that character, you know what I mean? Um, so I think that's something that's really cool is just just character progression when it's done right, I think can be really cool and it and it makes you feel like you're playing something that's giving you a different experience and where you get some like just in a, just an everyday game, you know? Yeah. Um so and I also think too, and I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, and the last thing I wanted to talk about is kind of like do they do a good enough job of like giving you guidance and direction of what it is you're supposed to do, right? Like because I know like if somebody like was not really a Zelda fan before, right? And they've never really played a Zelda game and they drop into Tears of the Kingdom, it's not super obvious what to do. No, it's not. Um I think that they would have um probably a rough time honestly because there's not a whole lot of hand holding in that. I mean, there's quest markers, but like it kind of once you get off the sky island, this first sky island, it kind of just says, "Here kid, do whatever you want." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's yeah. not really forcing you to go any one direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the the Souls games are very similar to that. Like if you if you try to play, I think El, I think Elden Ring was probably the most accessible game. Yeah. Like if you've not played anything in that series, um, but I think if you went into like one of the Souls games or Bloodborne, not really knowing anything about that play style or that game style, 
like you're gonna have a bad time you know what i mean if you've not played anything like that uh so i think it really comes down to does the game do a good enough job of not only catering to people that's fans of the series and love the series but also somebody that's coming into the series for the first time you know what i mean uh and then also i think about like do you think that they should like in your opinion like for somebody that's say new to the Zelda franchise and say they're playing Tears of the Kingdoms, their first entry, right? Do you think there should be an option to turn off things like what, which it may break the game because you would be able to like get to places that you shouldn't, but like environmental things, do you think there should be an option just to toggle that off based on like, you know, you're like, say you're a younger kid playing the game, right? Like, do you think there should be more options like that? Like, Hey, how do you want to play the game? Like, are you just interested in the story or like, you know, do you want the full experience? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, I don't care if someone wants to play through the game on the hardest difficulty or the easiest one. I do think that uh, that's a good thing, actually, getting more people involved, whether they play it like that or not. I mean, because video games have kind of, they've definitely become a form of storytelling in the last two decades, longer, really, probably. Um, so, I mean, yeah, whatever it takes to get people to experience the story, I think if, if it takes someone playing on st- a story mode that presents little to no challenge, then yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I'm trying to be more open-minded about some games that I just feel are like not super accessible for me just because I don't feel like I have the time or there's just too much content. Yeah. Uh, like, I love the Far Cry games, and those have large maps, but I think they do a good job of like, you know, allowing you to get from one place to the other, but also, you know, cause that's a combination of, you know, on foot in a vehicle flying, uh, paragliding, not paragliding, uh, uh, wing shooting, wing parachuting, all sorts of like traverse, you know, however you asked me though, just cause three map was way too big. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's just a matter of like, is it, is the story good enough? And does it make you want to keep coming back regardless of the map size or the content? Sure. Uh, Justin had a comment too. Um, says, I like the option to make it easier. I enjoy video games, but I suck at them. Uh, yeah. I wish Elden Ring had an easy mode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like, if anything, if anything, it's just going to bring people more into the fold that maybe not, may not normally try that style of game if they know that they if they can have a setting that they create that or you know that just allows it to be much more accessible and that's the cool thing i like about this hi-fi rush game too it's like it asks you at the beginning like hey do you just want to make it so that like the same button does all the things so you can just play this like a regular just beat them up game so you know so they 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 do a really good job catering to like because some people are going to be terrible at rhythm games you know what i mean like yeah. it just depends um but yeah all right well anything else to add uh no okay all right well moving forward let's go ahead and get into talking about sony's upcoming event the state of play which is happening on may 24th um there's not really been any concrete news but you said there's some some leaks around the event so there's always going to be leaks around this time. None of these have been verified. I do think it's a pretty safe bet to say that Spider-Man 2 will be seen. Not only that, I think we'll get a release date for later this year. Um, Sony, or Insomniac rather, uh, was asked today on Twitter if the game would have co-op, and they shut that down. They said, no, it's a single-player game. Uh, so we can all uh, be sad for a while. Um, but we should we should get a release date for Spider-Man 2. I think we'll probably get a gameplay snippet for Wolverine maybe. 
Um, I imagine we'll see the last of us factions. Um, and then we'll probably see some surprises. I think the, the, there's always a chance they could show something for death stranding too, or the ghost of Sushi, ghost of Tsushima sequel. Um, other than that, though, I don't know. I'd say we'll probably see some Final Fantasy 16. I mean, the game's not exclusive, but like it is, we know it's going to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything you want to see, Travis? Honestly, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm really excited and anxious to see, um, to see an update on Spider-Man because I haven't really looked at a whole lot about that game. Like that, I am looking forward to, and also Wolverine because. Once again, those were trailers that we've seen forever ago and really haven't got much news. I will tell you one thing that I would like to see uh, is more news on the um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. That game is uh, probably dead. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, Jeff Grubb uh, the other day tweeted that that game will probably never be released. I know that I know that they're anticipating um, them finally talking about multiplayer for The Last of Us. I know that's a big thing that they're expecting to see that's supposedly been in development for a while. Yep. And then also a multiplayer, like a multiplayer horizon game uh, from gorilla, uh, you know, is also something that, that may be rumored to see as well, but I would really like to see something around night zero Republic. That's like my biggest thing. Um, but now that you're going to bust my bubble like that, now I'm big sad. Well, uh, a report came out today. It uh, looks like Kotaku posted this, that uh, Ubisoft's open world Star Wars game may be so- coming sooner than expected. So that's something to think about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, after playing Jedi Survivor, I don't know if I, I don't, I mean, that, that game set the bar so high for me. And you got to finish that game, bro. I'm, I'm going to, yeah. Um, but, uh, but other than that, I mean, that's really it. Um, I, there's not really a whole lot, like, that I've been, and I'm also hoping that we see, um, you think we'll see any more additional gameplay for, uh, for final fantasy, um, 16. Uh, there were a bunch of previews that went out today to the different media outlets. So I think it's possible we, we get something or maybe even a follow up on final fantasy seven part two. Yeah. I tell you the biggest thing out of all the things is them to come out with some news of some kind of game pass competitor I mean, they have one. It's just not as good. No, it's Dookie. I, I, w- I want them to announce some sort of big rehaul on that, number one. Uh, that would be great. And I know we'll never see it, and hell will freeze over. But Game Pass to come to PlayStation would be great, too. What if what if they announce – this is just me playing a jerk. Um, what if they go, hey, guys, good news. Game Pass is coming to PlayStation but it's for the streaming portion only. You can't download the games. You have to stream them. I mean, I still wouldn't be mad. About, I mean, obviously, I want the real thing, right? But, like, <laughs> I mean, that's better than nothing, right? I guess, but I'm still not going to sit down to play, like, uh, a 60-hour game. That is streaming. True. I mean, I don't – I don't. I'm not buying it. I, I know we're going to streaming at some point, but I'm not buying into that tech yet. Yeah. And I know that I know that uh, they had announced that um, there was a third-party company that Sony has a partnership um, around an indie. Uh, it's like Mortal Kombat One. I don't know if you've seen anything on it. Yeah. Um, but but that and then also one of the things I forgot to uh, mention. Well, two things. One, are we going to get an update on? Uh, Ocom? I hope. Part two of Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Uh, and then also, 
I didn't play the first one, but I know a lot of people are waiting to hear about Death Stranding 2 as well. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. Did you play Death Stranding? Mm-hmm. You didn't beat it. Don't even play. I'm like, I haven't beat it. No, I actually just started up a few months ago. Um, I'm probably a little over halfway. Okay. It's a trip, man. It's totally, you wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like Walking Simulator. The map's huge and it's not easy to get around. <laughs> it's pretty terrible and pretty hard. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And when right, one of those well, BTs jumps out at you and you're just like, well, I'd rather be dead than do this. Oh, no. All right. Well, uh, if there's nothing else to add, do you want to go ahead and move into not of approval? Pick a what? Yeah, not no. of approval. <laughs> I know. I think Maxwell was a little upset when he was here and we didn't get to say that. I think he died everyone inside should, a little bit. Everyone should be upset. <laughs> I mean, we could change it back. No, huh? I like not of approval. We're dignified we- now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so did you have anything prepared for this yeah. section? Yeah. All right, good. Let us have it, dude. Uh, obviously, Tears of the Kingdom, but I'm not going to dive too deep into that. My actual nod of approval is going to be a record, an album uh, that came out from, and I'm not going to say her name right, but it's Joy. <laughs> I'm not going to say it right. Joy Alodican. I'm trying to say that right. Um, her new album came out August or April 28th. It's called um, Proof of Life. Uh, it is good. From beginning to end, it's top notch. Uh, she has tracks on there with Manchester Orchestra, uh, Chris Stapleton, if that's your thing, uh, Noah Kahan, who I recently started listening to, who is freaking awesome. Actually, I'm going to say Noah Kahan's stick seasons on my nod of approval as well. Um, just two super solid albums. If you're going to pick one song to start with hers, listen to a song called uh, You at the Table uh, featuring Manchester Orchestra. Manchester Orchestra is like my favorite band. Yeah. Um, and they actually don't really play a whole lot. They, they do like the music to it. They don't really sing in it. But that song, Top Notch, great intro song to, to ease you into her music. Um, yeah, that's my pick. Okay. Well, I had already mentioned my uh, earlier, but I even though I haven't beat it, because I, I don't think the ending is going to let me down because the whole game has been good. But honestly, Hi-Fi Rush. If you, right. have, if you have Game Pass, there's no reason you shouldn't play this game because it's free on Game Pass. Um, I even played it over xCloud in bed last night on my phone with my controller for, for like an hour or so. I will say it's probably not the best way. You could do it, but playing a rhythm game over streaming, probably not the best idea. No. But I but I was able to play mo- mostly and do a good job. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Hi-Fi Rush, like it's, it's like this cartoony comic design, very over the top. Uh, it's just, it's, I can't say I can't say like more good things about it. I mean, it's just you got to try it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to download it. If you're not into rhythm games, like you might not like it, but it is unlike anything that I've played. And for them to just come out of the gate, like with this studio, like this being the first in that type of series for them to do in that genre and for them to deliver the product that they did is just it's so good. It's so good. Um, but that, yeah, that's my nod of approval is Hi-Fi Rush. And you can either play it on, you can download it on Game Pass on PC or Xbox. So either one of those. All right. um, but yeah, that's my nod of approval. Um, Justin, do you have anything before we get into closing? I have nothing. Well, you're, so you'll be here next week, but the following week is when you'll be gone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to get a stand in for me again. Um, going on vacation next week. We'll be talking about Barry in depth the whole season, right? Yes. That'll be one. That'll be like 
probably the that'll that'll definitely be the a big portion of the show. But we're also in the process of trying to uh, stream some games while we're also having conversations. So we're going to work on that this week, and uh, maybe have either some Legends of Zelda on the stream, or uh, Justin really wants to do um, the Lego 2K games. So we may stream some of it as well. Um, but also, uh, that's a great segue. Uh, we would love to hear any topics um, or content that you would like for us to bring to you, our viewers and listeners. So please feel free to just reach out to us on any of our platforms. Uh, I spent last week updating a lot of our social medias. Um, I updated our link, uh, not our LinkedIn, our link tree. Um, but also check out our website if you've not been. Uh, like I said, I had posted an article up there yesterday. Uh, around just my thoughts and feelings around open world games and, and does size matter. Um, so go check that out, leave a comment. Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 132 uh, of Nerds with Mike. Uh, Nerds with Mike's. Mike's. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm parched. I'm, I'm running dry uh, here on. What do you got off- there? What are you drinking tonight? Oh, this is boring. This is just sparkling water. Oh, dude. It is boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but. Maybe next week we'll we'll have a cocktail while we're uh, while we're streaming. That's a great. I idea. like how you just like tilted. You're like, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, so as always, thank you. Uh, just so you know, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. You can also email us if that's what you're into at podcast at nerdswithmikes.com. Once again, we want to hear from you, so please don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, thank you very much. See you later. See you.